Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for our recap of week number nine. We are two-thirds of the way through the season, at least the main part of the season, because then bowl season just sort of like lasts forever, which is great. I kind of I kind of look forward to bowl season because these Saturdays are so such a, just a glut of games. But on those bowl games days, sometimes you just get like one little present on a Tuesday and it's mm-hmm. the cure bowl. And you're like, okay, well, this is good. I can focus my energy on this one bowl game. Um, yeah, the Bahamas Bowl is usually during the day, right? It always, yeah. I mean, it feels like it is. Yeah. That feels like it's, the, spiritually, that is a that is a Tuesday at one p.m. game, whether no, it actually I, is I'm, or not. I'm sure I've watched it like during work hours before. Uh, with me tonight is Commissioner Escalante and our Florida State Representative Katie Kamish. How was your weekend? It was a lot of fun. I I just got the Apple TV. I got it this week before the game started. So mm-hmm. I have this thing called Multiview on the ESPN app. So That's I could awesome. watch I could watch four games at once. Uh, so hey, I think Hey Grant yeah. hey Grant Grandpa, tell me about your tell me about your new toy, Grandpa. Oh I got oh the oh I got God, the, I got the multiview thing. I got the I got four screens, kids. Just, just Gordon is I'm, now doing millennial slander. I love this. Yes, lovely. I'm an elder millennial, so you know, slandering my elder millennial self. No, but it was awesome because at at one point, I just wanted to say one point of the the games on Saturday. I was watching the overtime of Miami and Virginia. One, God. I was watching Eastern Michigan versus Toledo in the other screen. On the gray field, I had the start of Iowa and Northwestern on the other soon. And then on the other box, I had uh, New Mexico State at UMass. <laughs> and so it was an absolute beautiful moment oh in the Apple TV. And I don't I don't I don't even remember what I paid for. It was like one hundred fifty some odd dollars. Well, well worth it. Christmas gift from from the wife. She, she like early Christmas present. Here you go. Uh, enjoy this. And I um, I mean, it, it paid for itself in basically like at the middle of a Saturday. Yeah, just to have those four games going at one time. And it's just like the upper, you know, left uh, upper right hand corner was the Eastern Michigan and Toledo. So it was like Toledo in their yellow pants on the gray field. It, it was just it, it was oh, it was so great. And I, I'm very f- thankful for that. That, that was the, the highlight of my weekend, having that and just just watching all the ESPN games on one screen and then, you know, have the tablets for the other networks and everything. It was, it was awesome. Was there a warning that came up from like Apple TV or ESPN that was like, are you sure this is what you want? Are You're you... going to view all of these four games. Let's rethink it. Let's rethink this buddy. Can we, can we just do some big 12 action? You want to, you want to, you want to watch this one? Are you sure? Or like New Mexico state and UMass and then in the other screen, it's, it's, it's Iowa. This may be harmful for your health. This, this, this may, may be harmful. Your eyes may not be able to yeah. handle this. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, they were like, are you sure you want this in Dolby Vision? I was like, yes. Oh, of course I do. I was like, yes, yes, please. I, I wish that, you know, the YouTube TV would have that multi-view. I really long for the days of the PS View where it had the multi-view. Uh, yeah. That went away. And I love that. I could watch like three or four games at once on like all different networks. And I wish, you know, Hulu would do it. YouTube TV. Somebody needs to do it. I don't know if Fubo, Fubo does it. But you have to have the Apple TV for the multi-view. So I was like, Fubu, uh, Fubu's doing Fubu, TV now. Fubu, Damn, man! Right. Uh, Fubu. They send you a big ass jacket. You sit, oh. you sit, you sit on your couch in your big ass jacket and watch four screens of football. <laughs> Fubu TV. Fubu, Fubo TV for us by us TV. Yes, um, <laughs> definitely. 
LL Cool J introduces you to every game. <laughs> uh, Katie, how was your weekend? Um, it was great, guys. It was great. I went to the UCF um, game, the Cincinnati at UCF game. If you invite me to a football game, I'll go yeah. as long as I'm around. So, yeah, friends invited me who are big UCF fans. Um, I have to say, which side, were, which side were you on on this one? UCF? We were technically on the Cincy side, but we were with UCF fans. I mean, it was it was pretty much all UCF fans. There was actually a Cincinnati fan right next to me. <laughs> there was a period, there was a point in time where I was convinced that Drew Lachey, you know, Nick Lachey's brother, because they're big yeah. Bearcats fans, I was convinced he was sitting in front of me. And then I got a better view and it was not him. Um, but I was very excited at the thought of a, you know, a little B-list celebrity action. Got to watch UCF take Cincinnati out. What was this, what was their streak that they that they broke this time? Nine, it was, 19? Was 19 was it nineteen streak? games? Yeah, something I like think that. it was nineteen. Conference, yeah, conference games. Yeah, yeah. I found myself when I was actually there pulling for UCF. I was rather agnostic to begin with, but um, it was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to to be at. I always find myself when I go to games where I'm mostly agnostic. I will trend towards a side by the end. Like, yes. I, I never stay totally agnostic. I, I will trend towards a side for whatever reason. But, like, by the end, I'm usually with someone. I'm incapable of being Switzerland. It's Unless yeah. we're talking about, like, next week when or this coming week when Florida plays a and I, I don't even know what I'm going to do about that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a – God. Oh, God. I don't know what I'd go there either. Thank you. See? I've, I've thought about this for a <laughs> good 24 hours, and I still don't have an answer. To start with, we want to give a huge shout out. We've had a crazy weekend because we ended up having a great story written about the committee and all that we do in The Athletic, the New York Times sports magazine by Nicole Auerbach, who's someone who we've listened to for a long time. She's someone who follows us. We follow we followed her for before we started this thing. And then um, Anish Shroff, who was one of the announcers, he's the does play by play for the Panthers and also is uh, was doing the play-by-play for Northwestern Iowa. And so we got a shout out in like the preview video for that. And it was just an absolutely great weekend. For you us. guys were on game day too, right? They had a little, yeah, they had our graphic yeah. up on grain day. Yeah. Yeah. That, so. we, we got a shout out Travis, uh, Travis Miller for that one. Uh, I think the bear tried to say his name. Yeah. He's forgot the it. Did the spreadsheet, or he just couldn't remember it or something, but I, I just want to shout out, shout out Travis for that one because, uh, I, again, he is the crazy spreadsheeter that wants to come up with. Again, he doesn't want to do his real job. I don't, I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame him. him. Uh, I don't blame him and just come up with crazy Big Ten West scenarios. As soon as like the games ended yesterday, uh, he was back in the spreadsheet minds trying to figure out a way mm-hmm. for another seven way Big Ten West tie after this one this weekend. His version that we had. Uh, was no longer valid, so we had to come up with another one. And eh, we may have another one coming out this week. And I, I do want to thank Nicole Arbag and then Anish. I mean, really, just leaning into it. Like he mentioned yeah. this so many times on the broadcast, it was it was absolutely insane. There was like an ESPN mobile alert that that called it like Sicko Saturday, and I just again just completely blown away by the attention that the account has gotten. It's great, and it's so just, much fun. Oh man, it it was just nuts. Like we went, man. I think we gained like seven or eight thousand followers. Yeah, this weekend. easily. It, it's, I mean, no no pressure on us, right? We're just gonna still be the same old silly. That's idiot. the best. That's the best yeah, part. Is that is that different? <laughs> yeah, the the, be, the best part is when you when you get when you get big doing what you're doing. It's easy just to keep doing it because I don't know what else to do. This is just <laughs> what I am. 
I was like, let me let me change and and you know, oh my god, I, I'm tweeting to a bigger audience now. Like, no, we don't care. Whatever, we're yep. still gonna be idiots and and talk about the silly stuff and, and the fun side of of college football. I uh, I, I through all this, my wife's response on after after we got the shout out on game day on uh, Saturday morning, my wife's response was, "Hey, our friends are coming into town in three hours. We have to clean the house." It's like, yeah, that's true too. So we'll get that going. <laughs> I do you think you're a big deal you still got chores I, I, the other the other the other thing was i was like well okay i'm in something like new york times adjacent i should probably tell my parents about this just to be like i'm you know i'm 38 but still would be like hey mom and dad like I'm, I'm doing this thing and they know that i do a college football thing they don't know what it is so i was like okay time to explain what this actually is <laughs> and, and walk them through walk them through that but they were they were they were they were as proud as as to like aging boomer parents can be about their millennial son being big on the internets. Guys, about my parents listen. Forward. My parents listen to the podcast every time sure. I send it to them. So yeah. So this all being said, thank you guys for everything out there because you help us through this. You're the ones cheering us on. You're the ones that we would be doing this with ourselves, which by ourselves, a hundred percent. But yeah. Getting the response makes us want to do more with it, and it just creates a good, like, positive energy vibe. My dad's response to me sending him the article, he he, he sent two words to me. So he, I sent him the article, and I told him, I was like, hey, we have a, a Twitter account, and we, mm-hmm. we just got mentioned in The Athletic. Um, also, and I on the New York Times and everything, I, I sent him the article, and he just he replied, reading. And then once he was done reading, about, like, 15 minutes later, mm-hmm. he responded with, great. <laughs> that's amazing that one that one emotion yep that's god that, great. that's great yep that tracks at least at least it wasn't a k you know yeah. i mean it's, yeah. it's got to be better than the, or like the thumbs up on the link just the thumbs up yeah an my, actual my, response yeah my 90 year old grandfather my 91 year old grandfather he responded back he just went nice going great so I was like, there we I, go. Hey. I got an email back from him with nice going. Great. I, I can't wait to see what's next. We're going to start this week, guys. I'm going to say that my ACC slander was feeling so good this weekend. <laughs> I was even, I was on my phone. I couldn't actually post a graphic. So I made the ugliest one I could with what I had available. And I just was like, ACC slander will continue. <laughs> Starting us off on Thursday night. Was it Thursday or Friday? The Virginia it was Thursday. Tech game. It was Thursday night, yeah. Thursday, Thursday, Virginia Tech at NC State. That game absolutely started at like the heaviest oatmeal you've ever had. It was warm and dense, and you have a scoop of it and it just sits in your stomach. Oh man, there was like at at my real job, you know, before the the pandemic, they they had this big old like warmer of oatmeal. Oh, it was just like a big. It was like you scoop it. It was just like a big old slop of oatmeal and then you would try to put like a bunch of brown sugar and some some like granola and raisins and try to make it edible and mm. people would go to get that so yeah that when, as soon as you said oatmeal that reminded me of that oatmeal specifically mm-hmm. associated with this game i don't know i mean maybe the only thing is oatmeal is supposedly good for your heart i don't know that this game was good for our hearts well for for us yes but for <laughs> the team the team the fans of the team involved no it was not <laughs> It was, al- it, w- it was almost 0-0 going into half. Yes. NC State kicks a field goal with five seconds left. 3-0 going into half. And then, all of a sudden, 
everything just came unglued in the third quarter. It wasn't mm-hmm. super high scoring. Mm-hmm. It only got to 22-21. But after a zero-point first half, it felt like everything yeah. had opened up. I don't know what happened here. Like, really, it was just crazy. I think the Virginia Tech fans, we follow a few of them, but they posted a meme. Like, it was like a four-quarter meme. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like the worst like just sitting there like nothing happening sad picture and then in the third quarter they posted 2019 lsu <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> because yep. virginia tech in nine minutes they scored 21 points like they were unstoppable it was uh, incredible i was like what just happened like virginia tech just like came out of high half and just went boom 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 they're up 21 three <laughs> and that was it for Virginia Tech for the rest of the that, game. That, aim uh, high, Virginia Tech. Aim high. That was a great team. I, I mean, twenty-one straight, un, un, unanswered. <laughs> it dropped. Wow. It dropped. It dropped Virginia Tech QB Grant Wells out of the top fifteen for Detmer. It put him at sixteen. He was real close, but his his boom 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 performance, while great for the team, did not, however, help him in our most important metric. I I think we can all argue here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a fun game, honestly. And, and NC State then fired back. I think did you do the tweet where like this was just the most polite ACC game ever? Yes. Where it said like it was just like I, I'm done with all my scoring. You can score now, uh, and that's I've, basically what happened because <laughs> NC State scored 19 straight unanswered, what, 21, 21 in a row, 21 unanswered, and yeah. then and then just stopped. It, it yeah. reminded me of I, I don't know how much cricket you've ever watched. But in cricket, in certain kinds of cricket, you do all your scoring at once, and then the other team does all their scoring, and it felt like that. Like you did, they did all their all their offense. They're like, okay, we're good. Now it's your turn just to try. You get as high as you can. Here's twenty one, and they were like, well, we can get twenty two. Okay, well, I guess you win then. You outbid me. Just like a the bit shitty, more. Uh, the, shitty, the shittiest charity, the shittiest charity auction I've ever seen. <laughs> One dollar bidding up. But it's for the kids. Ooh, can you do $22? I can do 22 They put in a third stringer, I guess, and he they, took they did. off. Like, he just went. So, yeah. uh, I mean, like, the second stringer wasn't doing anything, and then they threw in the third stringer, and he was just on fire. So, I, I, I'm sure he's probably going to get the start next week for NC State. Yeah. yeah. Going forward, then we have Southern Miss has beat Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Southern Miss is having a really good year. Like, like better than we thought. They are not bowl eligible. Like, what bowl was that said? The, <laughs> Who jumped the, bowl, the gun? No, uh, I can't remember what bowl jumped. I think it was the Boca Raton uh, roofclaim.com bowl. They jumped that the gun. Southern, Southern Miss, congratulations on being bowl eligible. <laughs> I had the reply to him. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, hey, they have five. They may likely get there, but just not yet. I, I believe they deleted the tweet later. This, this one had the weird score game, um, which was amazing. It was... I think it was like 29 to five at one point um, because there was like an intentional grounding safety. Uh, that was, Cajun. that was, that, that was such a weird call. Like yeah. you don't see it called very often. No. And then when you do, it's always like, Oh, it's never, it's never a really clear one either. This one was definitely marginal at best. That's amazing. And there was nobody in the area and I don't, I don't know if he was technically out of the pocket, but yeah. So at halftime it was 29, 11. Yeah. What a score. And the Cajuns came back. Uh, They fell short, 
and Southern Miss takes a pick to the house, makes it look not as close as it was because, I mean, Southern Miss didn't do really anything in the second half. Just shout out everybody at the at the Rock there in Hattiesburg. Play, they played Neck, and they were just singing. Yeah. By the way, it is Sunday night at 9.30 Central. The roof came, Boca Raton Bowl still has the post up. Congratulating, the East. <laughs> Congratulating, congratulating them on being bowl eligible. Okay, they That's do still have I thought they deleted Oh, the bowl season one made a mistake on another team. Yeah. And they nope. deleted it. Okay, that's these, what it was. The, these guys are not cowards. Surprise, surprise. A, a sketchy company out of Florida is like, nope, we are nope, absolutely are. leaving this up. You guys, one of my old coworkers, who I'm still good friends with, one of his nephew plays for Southern Miss. And I feel like if they go to a bowl, I'm going to have to figure this out. I might need to go watch. That would be a really yeah. fun bowl game to go to. On Friday night, so happy. Florida International is four and four. I I can't even explain how big that is for them it's it's like this is a team that was that like their whole program has just been absolutely gutted for various reasons and bad management and they're four and four the best part was that it was halloween night and some of the costumes were so adorable there were like kids in alien costumes kids in dinosaur costumes it was great it was it was beautiful uh fiu four and four fiu which is 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 crazy to think of i mean really they were projected to I mean, really, not even win a game. Essentially, they were. I, I, I think their win total was at like one. Yeah, one or one and a half. I think maybe one of the lowest. And it, I mean, for them to be four and four, their coach Mike McIntyre, they they seem to have found a quarterback too because he was slinging it all over the place. Big, big kid too. I mean, just just throwing it everywhere, which is crazy. They had an amazing onside kick that they 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 pulled off. It was like a, a pooch kick uh, that was probably landed at like the 32 to 28 yard line of Louisiana Tech. And it took a mm-hmm. bounce. One of the kids went flying for FIU and he <laughs> caught it and he got like one foot in bounds. It was amazing. Yep. So they were down 17-7, scored a touchdown 17-14. This crazy onside kick, amazing lucky bounce for them, recovery. And then it's 21-17, they're up. And like out of nowhere, really, essentially. And they, they wound up winning it in double overtime. Then my favorite part was when the OT started, they did the coin flip. But it was really quiet when this ref did the coin toss. And so he did the coin toss and it was like, call it in the air. Mm-hmm. And then the coin goes to the ground. And then the ref does, does like the old man noise when he goes to pick up the ta- uh, the the coin. He's just like, and it's tails. Oh, I yeah. Bed. Oh, I got to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, that's basically the sound I make when I, we all get out of bed in the morning now. So I, I definitely feel you there, Ralph. I'll say that. I will shout out uh, that quarterback's name is Grayson, Grayson James for FIU. He's from Duncanville, Texas. He's local to me. He is a sophomore. He is 6'3", 235. He is a tall boy. So going to Saturday, I will say there were some really great games in here. New Mexico State at UMass was one of them. It was a lot of fun. I like This game was Great to watch. Oh, it was a blast. I, I mean, as I said, I had it on, on one of my four screens. The quad box. Quad <laughs> box. I had my own personal quad Aww. box. I felt like Scott Hansen at NFL Red Zone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was such a great game. Like UMass leapt out to like a, a 10 nothing lead. They had like a huge run. I'm like, oh, uh, the Aggies may get blown out here. Uh, but they fought back and then they changed that quarterback. They changed it to Diego Padilla. And he's like, he's not a big guy he's I, I don't even know how tall he is 
but boy, could he run. And I mean, I just saw him running all over the place, just scampering uh, on like design quarterback runs. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it woke up the Aggies. The Aggies made like a, a sports center um, highlight interception on like a crazy tip. Like it was almost like a that was, volleyball. That was a great. Pass. Oh my it God. Was that was great. That they, I think they had like, they ranked three in the sports center top 10. That was amazing. The Aggies got their first road win in 1,489 days. So they had not won a road game in, in basically four years. So for oh them to God. go all the way, like, I mean, I don't even know how far Las Cruces to Amherst, Massachusetts is. That's a long way. That's a long, yeah. I mean, it's like 2,000 miles. They had to go more miles to, to end a, a streak long. It's almost as long, essentially. Uh, and that was a great. That was a great win for the Aggies. They're three and five. They would likely need a miracle to, to yeah, get that, a, a bowl game. I ain't gonna uh, happen, but, but I saw three and I five years good. I saw like two of them. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't think they can get those. But I mean, that's great for Coach Jerry Kill's first year in in Las Cruces. Wait, Jerry Kill is? Oh wow, yeah, that's dope. That's just, yeah, that's Jerry Kill. Um, yeah, but he was he was he was on TCU staff part time last year, mm-hmm, or like as mm-hmm. an assistant. I do and remember then, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. And then he he went out to Mexico State. The best was the best was the they flew him out there. They flew him out there on like the New Mexico State plane, which looks like <laughs> what the New Mexico State plane would emotionally feel like. Like a plane that I don't know that I would get in because I'm I'm I don't like little planes, and this plane is a very little plane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego, Guys, do you know what I want? Sorry, I just looked up their their record before you said that. Um, Commissioner, uh, they're three and five. There's another Aggies team that's three and five. Yeah, there is. I would love for these Aggies to be the dominant Aggies. That's all Ooh. I want this season now, I think. Ooh. What if they're bowl eligible and the other ones aren't? Mm. I know Can it's unlikely. Talk- I know, but man. Well, there, no if they're, it's not just that those are three and five Aggies, too. There is another set of three and five Aggies. Oh, no. So, Utah State's so Utah three and five. State? Oh, yeah. all the Aggies are three and five. Hold up, I got, I gotta drop that somewhere so I can remember to do a graphic. Hold up, all the Aggies that cursed, are that cursed mascot this year. Wow, not oh, well, man. not for some, not for some. For Just some. wow. I want to mm. say that that New Mexico State quarterback Diego Pavia, he <laughs> went to, and I'm not joking here, Volcano Vista High School in Albuquerque. Mm. That is a great name. Yeah, that's a great name. Where did you go? Went to Volcano Vista. Their mascot's the Hawks. That kind of sucks. Fine. Come on. Whatever. How do you not name them like the Volcano Vista Eruption? No, don't name that. Stop. No, No, don't don't do that. (laughs) Maybe edit that out. This is going to have to be marked. Oh, you put that one in there. (laughs) 13 Oh, God. Nope. Never mind. Skip. More ACC slander. Notre Dame at Syracuse. <laughs> a traditional ACC in-conference rivalry, obviously. Syracuse started started bad. The first play was a pick six. And then the Syracuse fans all just, as I mean, one was, went, oh God. The, this this is like the Hall of Fame of reaction shots. Yeah. This, this Syracuse crowd this year has been like the best reaction shot place. Uh, that I can think of in college football this year. Yeah, there's been moments in other stadiums, but like, I mean, like there was a girl, <laughs> just like just her mouth wide open, like, <gasps> and then you know we yeah. had the the girl and the the guy, just like you know this is so in the Purdue game, yeah, so fucking stupid. And then the guy goes, so I mean, it's just 
Syracuse. I'm afraid uh, to show emotion at games because of those kind of shots. Like, yeah, <laughs> just because you're because you're, you're gonna be that person. I am. You're gonna be I, enshrined forever. Yeah. That's the other reason that I don't ever want to wear like elaborate costumes to games. I've seen so many pictures, Katie, of like the Florida State guys that dress up in the glitter, looking sad. Yeah, the Garnet and Gold the, guys. So yeah. my sister Carrie dated one of the guys that was one of the Garnet Gold guys. Yes, it is like a whole thing. And they'll get like the glitter stays on you all week. Like it's a whole yeah. thing. I always general rule is never go to a game wearing something that if you're mm-hmm. gonna look sad at the very end, you're gonna look really goofy while you're sad. <laughs> That's the general rule for me. You don't yeah, want to be yeah. you don't want to be the sad version of what you're dressed up as. Yep. Yeah. Because the cameras will find you. I'm going to, as I told you guys, I'm going to a bunch of games this season. My little sister also went to Florida State and secured tickets for us to go to Florida, Florida State. My brother is a Florida fan. Oh. And my sister Carrie, we're all three going. And my sister Carrie and I are both Florida State fans. And I can guarantee you, because we're all kind of expressive with our face, if there's a mm. camera on us during this game, like there will be some. Mm-hmm. If we're I'm close excited. enough, uh huh. Yeah, if we're close enough, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I am still going to argue that Syracuse is good. Syracuse is punching mm-hmm. above the right. They're six and two in the Atlantic, mm-hmm. not not the coastal. By the way, by the way, let's talk about the overall in the Atlantic side of the of the ACC right now. Clemson's eight and zero, and there's a three way tie at six and two between Syracuse, North Carolina State, and Wake Forest. Okay, mm-hmm. let's look at the coastal now <laughs> unc is seven and one okay duke is Mac five Brown. and three just like we all knew and then we have like miami and pittsburgh coming in right underneath them tied at four and four so if syracuse were on the other side mm-hmm. they would be doing very much better i'm happy mm-hmm. with where they're at i think syracuse fans are happy with where they're at i think more importantly they're going to a bowl game i'll see you at the bad boyers the bad boyers the bad boy mowers <laughs> Bad Boyers is a whole thing. Bad Boy Mowers, mm-hmm. uh, Pinstripe Bowl, Syracuse. That'll be a good one. I mean, they're bowling. That's that's really the main thing because they had a really down year last year. So them going to a bowl game. And I feel like they they played well enough to win this game, but they just hurt themselves. They did. And Notre Dame took advantage of it. You know, really, they, they had a shot to win it, but they had to play clean and, and they just could not. Okay, so I haven't watched a ton of Notre Dame football this season. I did watch the Marshall game, which was wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm I'm going to the Clemson at Notre Dame game next week, which or this coming weekend, which could be interesting. Um, is Notre Dame looking better? Have you guys watched very much of them? Are they looking better? Yes. Okay, good. They look, they, looked, they looked much better in this game. Their defense was flying to the ball. Uh, the offense looked a little bit more competent. Okay. Uh, I believe was it the offensive coordinator was talking to Drew Pine. Um, they had like a video of him talking and he was like yelling at the quarterback. And I was trying to mm. read his lips and I swear he dropped like five or six F bombs at the quarterback. And so <laughs> the quarterback was just on the other end, just like with his eyes open a little bit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm ass chewed out here. Yep. <laughs> but basically like I, and then they cut away from that. And then the, you know, the, the offensive coordinator was calm again. Which is amazing. Like he just, just over the phone, just custom out. Got it out. Got it out. Got it out. And then, okay, I, I got the message, coach. Next on the ACC slander docket, Wake Forest. What the fuck were you doing? Did you guys see this thing? <laughs> yes. Wake. Yeah. Wake. Um, Wake what, had yeah. six turnovers in the third quarter, eight oh. in the second half, six turnovers in the third quarter. Wake Forest. What the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> Against Louisville. I, yeah. Yeah. Against Louisville. I'm I 
it was it was so awful. <clears throat> it was I I have never seen a team play like melt down like this in the third. Just they came back. It was a close first half. They 14, went into 13. half. <laughs> they went to ha- they went to half like neck and neck, and then the wheels just came off the bus. T- two pick sixes, I believe. Yep. And then a whole bunch of other stuff. It was I I can't believe it was that bad. So the week before, Miami had eight turnovers in in a game. This mm-hmm. week, Wake has eight turners turnovers in a game. Is there going to be another ACC team that has eight turnovers Shh, in a Jordan, game next week? I mean, oh. <laughs> Commissioner, come on. I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, this is two in a row. Maybe, maybe it's just an aberration, but I mean, who, who's, I mean, who are the ACC? Play? They're playing themselves next week, so. They're listening. Know. Shh. You know, <laughs> I haven't said as much on here as I should that I really like this Miami team this year. I was just about to They're say, looking, is this more ACC slander? Because you've done a lot of that. This Miami team's looking real sharp. Florida State's just been looking a little rough lately. I think they're due for an eight turnover game. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Our game is during the Notre Dame Clemson game. They're at the exact same time. It's gonna. Oh. Be, I'm gonna be a mess. It's gonna oh, be bad. Man. I agreed to go to this game a year ago, and I'm super excited about it. I'm very excited about going. But the fact that they're at the same time, and this like the Miami game, even more than the Florida game, is very emotional because of all the wide right years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the Wake Forest drive chart. I know we're not uh, not not we're not we're not solid verbal. I'm gonna give you Wake Forest's second half drive chart. There we be go. Uh, interception, touchdown, fumble, fumble, interception, fumble, punt, interception, touchdown, fumble, interception, and then an actual touchdown. I kind of wish I'd watch this game. I might rewatch it. That sounds fun. You need to, if I'm you need to go back be and watch it because it's it's just that chaotic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's I, just that chaotic. And they weren't like like Louisville forcing these essentially. No, no, they were not. Uh, That's the I worst mean, like, part. The fumbles were just like like poorly handled. The interceptions were just like, what are you doing? Was um, Sam what's I, I his face? Yeah, Sam oh. Hartman was in the game. Oh yeah, he was. He was. Pl- oh god. Yeah. So I don't. Oh. I don't know. Oh guys, I didn't see this. He has a single game Detmer of four point zero six. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's uh, that's incredibly high. The control Which, again, control over three. That, pardon me. Every, throw that somewhere. Three. Sam Hartman ended up with three TDs, three ints oh. on two hundred and seventy-one yards. Man. He also got sacked seven times. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. And I don't I feel like Louisville's defense is that great. I mean, no, yeah, no. they're not. Ugh. We go to, I'm going to actually get some more ACC slander out of the way right now. I'm going to move things around. Hey, Boston Good. College. Jeez. <laughs> way to, way to drop that uh, win streak you had against, against UConn that was from the 1920s. Now, have they played in like, <laughs> was there least. a gap of like 80 years and they didn't play? Yes. Fine. Yes. Fine. Only, yeah. Only you played a total of 14 times, but yes. Boston College. You lost to UConn at the rent. At the rent in East Hartford, right next to the Cabela's. <laughs> you don't walk in the, the ab- Cabela's gift <laughs> section and expect to win. In the abandoned warehouse, in the old abandoned airport. Just so you know how, how important this game was, I went to game on paper and to click up to bring up some of the highlights, and I get there's no play by play data available for this game. Please visit ESPN Gamecast to confirm this. So, this game, <laughs> they were basically trying to make sure it did not exist. <laughs> the important thing is this game ended 13 to 3. UConn yeah, scored 10 was... points. UConn scored 10 in the first quarter and then just stopped until the very end. 
Yeah, Important they, question. Was it on the ACC Network Regional? No. No. It was, was on, on this is on an ESPN channel, I believe. No, 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 oh no. wow. We've got no, 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 no. It was no, on okay. CBS Sports Network. Oh, so you got, sports network. Yeah. You got the okay. you got the CBS music yes. for this game, baby. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah, you got you got the game day, you know, going to Jim Moore's haunted house. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, I did see that, yeah. And then Boston College was was haunted and harassed by the UConn defense into five turnovers. That was I mean, that's the story of the game. It was five turnovers. I mean, like UConn didn't turn over once. BC threw three interceptions. Yep. They fumbled twice. They couldn't get anything done. Like I mean, nothing. And I mean, the war daddies of the defensive line of UConn just were all over Boston College. First win ever against Boston College. Uh, UConn is four and five. Four and five UConn. I know. There, there's there is a good chance that they make they a full game. A you yes. know what? I'm going to move some things around our schedule as well because I'm going to put more AC slander on here. Let's talk That's about right. my, let's talk about Miami Virginia. This is because I'm here, isn't it? It's yeah, so about, here. Talk about Miami Virginia, <laughs> a game go. that went into overtime at six six. Yeah, this sounded really bad, y'all. I'm sad I missed oh, this no. one too. I watched the, I watched this entire game. This was oh, on God. one of my four screens. The entire game. again, like I, my mom is from Miami, so I have yeah, that's right, like, that's right, that's right. family. So I again, and it was also ranked fourth on, on our sickos warning. It was, and, and I had a feeling that this one could turn into this ugliness because Tyler Van Dyke's out with an injury, so Miami's starting quarterbacks down. They're down to their backup quarterback, Jake Garcia, and then Brennan Armstrong has like basically himself. <laughs> as the offensive weapon, like he's trying so hard. God, he's, he's trying, trying so, so hard out there. So hard. He's, he's mm-hmm. like, he doesn't have, I mean, there's other players on the team, but like, he doesn't have any like crazy playmakers. Like he had last year. No, he doesn't. The year before. Or I, mean, I don't know if it's the offense. I don't, I don't know. It's a new coach, whatever. But these two teams were so offensively limited. It was ridiculous. Yeah. The game started. I'm going to start the countdown. So here we go. Let's go. The game started both possessions for Miami and Virginia. Let's go. All right. So first first drive, punt. Second drive, punt. Third drive, punt. Fourth drive, punt. Fifth drive, punt. Sixth drive, punt. Seventh drive, punt. Oh, it's so good. Drive, punt. Ninth drive, punt. Tenth drive, punt. Eleventh drive, <laughs> 11th drive field goal. Miami leads 3-0 at halftime. Yes. My best friend from high school went to Miami. She and her husband both went to Miami and live in Coral Gables. And we have not, we've not really spoken at all this season about Miami. Well, I will say her husband sent me like one meme where it was basically talking, I think it was something about like when you get a new coach, but it's basically the, the old coach. Like they were, it's kind of mm-hmm. saying that like Mario was basically Manny. And I was like, it's not good. Congrats. You you are you are Virginia levels of broken Miami. Yeah. I actually couldn't remember who won it. I had to scroll up right now because I didn't yeah. remember who won this game. Oh, I, I remember who won. Uh, but, you know, again, watching the entire thing, which was great. So basically Miami gets a field goal, open the second half. Virginia gets down and gets a field goal. So it's 3-3. Then Miami can't do anything at all. Can't do anything at all. It was just no change. Virginia takes the lead 6-3. And I'm like, this could be an insurmountable lead for Miami. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. if they can do it. Last drive of the game, Miami gets all the way down to like inside the five of Virginia, but they just can't punch it in. Classic end zone is lava game. 
and they have to settle for like a 23 yard field goal to send it into OT. It was so sad. It was, it was, so it was sad. It was, it was like, I think it was a 23 yarder. Whatever. If I'm it, was wrong, a, no, it, it was a, it was a 20 yarder, man. 20 yarder, 20 yarder. It was even shorter than what I had. I gave Miami a little bit more credit, I guess, but no, in this situation, they go to overtime. And, and then, so, and then what happens? Tell me, was it, was it, was it, you know, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. No, no. Um, so, so both teams could barely like gain three yards in, in in OT. Like they start on the twenty-five, and they both kick like forty-yard field goals to send it in the double overtime. Then in double OT, Virginia doesn't really get any yards either. Doesn't get a first down, and they doink in a field goal to take a twelve-nine lead. I'm like, woohoo! There was a doink, mm-hmm. and it went in. Um, the my favorite part of this was the students were on the hill behind the goalposts and they're dressed in Halloween costumes. There, there was like the Oompa Loompas. There's the like, minions. there's like, there's yeah. the minions. There's like five guys in banana costumes, like <laughs> watching this game take place. It's ridiculous. So Miami, again, no first down, nothing. They have to settle for a field goal. So now we're in triple OT, which it goes to the two point conversion back and forth thing here, which is ridiculous. So they get a play from the two yard line, Miami, uh, incomplete pass, nothing. Um, Virginia, they false start and they back up to like the the eight, or the seven or eight, and then they throw a ball like to the corner of the end zone, incomplete. Nothing. So we're going to quadruple OT now. So at twelve, to, at, at, 12 at, at twelve to twelve, at twelve twelve, quadruple OT, no touchdowns, just nothing but field goals, four field goals apiece, and we're in the fourth overtime. Uh, so again, oh watching God. this live, I just. Again, you know, there's the part of me that's Kane's fan, and then the, there's the part of me that's the commissioner of the Sickos committee, and no. the commissioner was winning this one because I was loving this. Like, like it was so ridiculous. So Virginia, they have their two-point conversion, you know, incomplete pass. It gets tipped. Or I'm sorry, no, the guy should have probably caught it, but it was a yeah. little bit behind him, and it gets dropped. So Miami's got a shot to win it. Uh, the backup quarterback for Miami scrambles to the right. The tight end's open. All he has to do is pitch it to the tight end. But he decides, no, I'm going to run it still mm-hmm. to the pylon and dive and, and just barely gets in. And Miami wins the game 14-12. No touchdowns. One two-point conversion. Four overtimes. My favorite reaction was from oh Mike Ryan. Gosh. Mike Ryan of the Levitard Show. He just tweeted after the game. He's like, just... <laughs> I hope your team is never on a sick- sickos committee warning <laughs> list. I hope you never have to experience this. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I was like, you know, you know, I'm here with you in the Canes fandom, but I really wished Mario would have like not been so braggadocious at the beginning of the year and yep. said this was probably a rebuild. Yeah. I, I wish he would have went with that, but he went, no, we are ready to win. We can compete for the ACC championship. And stuff like that. I was. It was ACC coastal chaos. I, I just beautiful, beautiful football. Loved it. I saw the fourteen to twelve afterwards, and and I saw someone say there were no touchdowns, and I was like, how did this happen? Now, if emotionally you want to get some points in your system, yes. Let's talk about the Big Twelve. Oh yes, because all the Big Twelve games just absolutely exploded in points. TCU West Virginia. Shout out to our guest Beth from last week who was at this game and. Got to see West Virginia get back into it repeatedly, only to fall its own face over and over and over. They had they had 
times to win it. You know, normally I come up with some clever headlines for the, you know, sicko synopsis. I try to do a lot of alliteration. Beth wanted to just throw this one in here. The Morbun Mountaineers muster mediocrity facing ferocious frogs. Love so that it. would have been a great one. God, that's uh, good. That was a good one. Like West Virginia had their chances. Yes, they did. They had their chances. And it's just like, I can't imagine what Beth was going through at the game. Like, oh my God. Like, that's, come on. Like just that, that, being at the game them. for a game like this is just so brutal. They had their shots. They had their chances. Um, the, the funny thing is just like, you know, West Virginia exerts all this energy to like get, you know, a touchdown drive and like, yeah. And then like two plays later, TCU touchdown. And you're like, oh, and then the West Virginia fights back and yeah. And then they had a chance to take the lead and they just couldn't do it. Shout out to the Hypnotoads of, of TCU. Still all glory undefeated. To the yeah. All glory to the Hypnotoad. We can put in that sound. Whatever no, I'm afraid to put in sounds anymore because I don't know if I'm going to mix them right. <laughs> I'm afraid well, to put it sounds it's, anymore. It's hypnotoad. They'll be hypnotized. They they won't worry about Here it. Go. <laughs> uh, also in the Big Ten, Oklahoma whooped up on Iowa State. Iowa State, once again, Iowa State had more yards in this game. They had way more passing yards. They looked really good, but they also fumbled. They also turned the ball over four times. Ooh. I mean, they, they had their, their quarterback, like, snapping it over his head. They mm-hmm. had... I mean, the quarterback threw three interceptions. They drive the ball and they just just shoot themselves in the foot. It's 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 incredible. Iowa like, State needs. I I would say used to like just forget this season, just write this one off. It's bad. I mean, they were they were three and zero going into the Big Twelve. Three and zero going into the Big Twelve. They have lost five straight. So uh, I feel like I feel like there was this this amazing Oklahoma fake field goal, which oh, okay. like this was the best. Fake. Katie, have you seen uh, this? Yeah. Have you seen this, Katie? No, fake I didn't. field goal. Okay, find her a video really fast. She needs to watch it live. Okay. But you know what I did see, right? I, which I sent to you guys was the students, which we I learned from the tweet, the students when they took the ball and threw it out of the stadium when the, on the extra yeah, point, it, yeah. that like Oklahoma does that to like opposing teams all the time. I was like, this is incredible. I don't know how I didn't know this earlier, but it sounds I didn't, amazing. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. But like, didn't everyone, I, think ever, I think everyone replied to the tweet and said that or something. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, amazing. 10 yeah, out of 10, like, no notes. So uh, apparently Oklahoma does this to you know, their, their opponents. And yeah. so they, they take their balls and they throw the balls yeah. out of the stadium. So, so Iowa, State, Iowa State did that back. I think uh, I just tweeted you the Oklahoma fake field goal. So just look in the discord. Or, in the discord yeah. Oh, in the discord. Yeah. In the discord. So just check it out. Sorry. Oh, Kamish is old. So he calls everything tweeted. It's like my, how my grandpa called everything Nintendo. Oh, everything's a text to me too. Oh, the media. I played the, oh, wait, hold on. Here we, Here we go. Oh no, it's a tweet. And I put in the discord, but okay. No, I know. Yes, I'm an old it. man. I get it. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah. It's great. It's actually oh. great. And he, and like the kicker goes around a block. That's their kicker. Like he, yeah. he, 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 he shanks a block. I'm it was so happy. Oh, I love this. That was a great one. Uh, That's I, the most joy design. I felt this week, I think. That's amazing. That Matt, was really Matt funny. Campbell, you know, again, uh, Iowa State, no special teams coach. So um, He doesn't have a special teams coach. No, Did he we? doesn't. No. Not learn anything from wasn't it Scott Frost who also yes. did have a special teams? Yep. Well, didn't, Scott Frost. How, why didn't we learn anything from that? I just I don't have a lot to say about Oklahoma State Kansas State because when you beat a team by forty eight points, I'm not sure what even to say about that. Forty eight to zero. The my only thing from this one is Kansas State was beating Oklahoma State thirty five nothing at halftime, and they went to interview Mike Gundy on Oklahoma State radio, and his only comment was. They're blocking our ass. Yep. That was, that was true. 
so obviously though Kansas State had their their big quarterback right the one that's been doing so great this season no 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 oh no huh no no must have had, they had I guess it was their backup then uh, I'm not sure where is will where is will Howard on their depth chart exactly I'm not sure was, I think he was he uh, he may be second or third string I can't remember for sure so We'll get yelled at by some followers that actually listen to the That's podcast. That's fine. Hey, great. Sure. Yell, Yell at us. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. All interaction. It's great. Interaction. Seriously. Tell us if we got this wrong. Uh, E-Maw, every man a wildcat. Yell at us, please. Mm-hmm. The, the big one is Deuce Vaughn ran for 158 yards, 22 carries. They ran over Oklahoma State. Yeah. It was were- bad enough that they were throwing in at – because Spencer Sanders was having a, 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 a day. For Oklahoma State, a quarterback, they threw in Gunner Gundy. Yeah, he went two for seven. Gunner Gundy is Mike's son. Yeah, he was a walk Mike on. Oh yes, yes. There was Gundy. a video. There was a video of him with like his hand shaking. But he's oh, down yeah. forty eight nothing, and this is his first game. And it's go for it, man. Go what are you gonna do? Mike Gundy threw his son into that situation. It's a blowout, and so yeah, I, I'd be a little nervous too. I, you know, I mean, this team has been killing us all game is like hey we're down 48 nothing now get, get out there son see what you can do just make, some, make I, something happen it's fine a game that i thought i knew it was going to happen was ohio state penn state and it did not go that way ohio state looked human for the first time all season yeah, not for long for, not for long but yeah it was great uh there was just there was this one penn state red zone possession that i i tweeted i was like i am gonna do a podcast just on this red zone possession only yeah. Um, the the full cast after dark did did a great breakdown of it. So basically, Penn State third and one uh, in the red zone, fade pass incomplete. They they kicked the field goal, but it was a false start. Even though they missed the field goal, so they back up. Then they missed the field goal, but there was a penalty by Ohio State. Uh, fourth and one, they converted it. Then they completed a pass to the one, and then they fumbled it. But somehow Penn State recovers it. <laughs> Then after that, a quarterback sneak was stuffed. And then fourth and goal, they do a run out of their crazy T formation. Yeah. Which, I mean, I love the T formation. Great. That but was great. They, they need to do a little bit more creativeness, which they did a little bit later. They they ran the oop-de-oop, you know, with Jonathan Moxon on, on one of those plays in Varsity Blues, which was great. Uh, but that was when, you know, things were a little bit more <laughs> in Ohio State's favor. But, yeah, the fourth and goal touchdown run. Like the running back for Penn State had to shed like five or six tacklers. It just like somehow knifed into the end zone barely to get this touchdown. That's basically what so close to get this touchdown. That was like, I felt like the drive was like 18 plays in like 20 yards that they had to go to get a touchdown. Penn State was, was, you know, in within one possession, our our Penn State fan danger, uh, one in the committee, he's been on the podcast before. Uh, he stated that he he was going to talk about the game no matter what. Uh, and then halfway through the fourth quarter, he retracted that statement after basically the that, Penn State. that one back. He, he was just like, no, never mind. I'm, I'm too mad. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm not going to talk about this. Then we go to the other side of the Big Ten, which was our game of the week, Northwestern and <laughs> Iowa. So whenever you need a get-right game, if you need yeah. something that just makes you feel better, you play the Northwestern Wildcats because Iowa's offense looked like they were a high octane Big Ten affair for the in comparison. Seriously, I mean, I, I tweeted out like Spencer Petrus is on fire. 
It was just like, it was amazing. So, I mean, like the sickos game of the week in our eyes, it, it was still the sickos game of the week because honestly, this was not what you expected. Really? Right. Everybody expected no points. Everybody expected nothing. I think Nicole was one, like I wasn't going to score like three offensive touchdowns in this game and which is incredibly sickos on its own. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was sickos, but just in the complete opposite way that everybody thought it was going to be essentially. Everybody thought it was going to be a slugfest, no points, but oh no, you got to see the Iowa offense working. You got to see them take a 20 to nothing lead at halftime. You know, again, I'm going to give all credit to the Iowa Pope on this one. He blessed the Iowa offense. He blessed them with, with offense. Like, I don't know what he did. He turned water into the wine. He turned Spencer Petras into a quarterback that gets drafted in the seventh round and will be a third <laughs> stringer for about five or six years uh, for the Washington Commanders. Or, Hell yeah. Or maybe you get the that, Jets. Get, or, get that backup QB money. Hell yeah. Get that money, Spencer. You, this That's is going to get you. This, yeah. this. I mean, really, uh, maybe he's like a third string Tennessee Titan. I have no idea. I, I could definitely see him in the AFC South or maybe the NFC South with the Panthers. Who knows? But – you know, again, this this is gonna get that's the game right here that that's gonna get him like drafted in like the seventh round. This game right yep. here, twenty one for 30, 220, one TD, no ends. Perfect. I mean, that is a Big I mean, Ten scoreline as hell. I mean, yeah. that is the mo- it's the most points they have scored in a game the entire year. So the final score was thirty three to thirteen. Amazing. If yes. I told you that Northwestern had one hundred and seventy seven total yards, how many did Iowa have? Three hundred and 28. Fish? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say tree fitty. Almost 400. 398. Holy. They almost wow. broke 400 yards of offense. <laughs> My God. I thought I was being aggressive with 328. Wow. I know. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm gonna tell you the most sickos fact about this game. Go. All right. Iowa punted once. <laughs> this entire game. Once. Just once. Let's go What's even further. What's going on? Let's, the only punt they had was a shanked 12-yard punter. <laughs> they, they iced their own punter. That's amazing. He had, he had one punt for 12 yards. Like, we thought the Iowa was going to – the Iowa-Northwestern game was going to zig, and they totally zagged on us. They went the other way. You guys so thought it, it was going to be Miami-Virginia, and it was did. not. Yes. No, it was not. It was not. You know. That's, oh, we love it. It was, in the yang. It was, in the it was beautiful, honestly. I just watching the game and then Anish uh, kept shouting out to the dismay of sickos everywhere. Like nobody's punted. I'm like, we love this. Like, <laughs> no, this is, because all the Iowa fans, they were just like, this is catharsis. This is, this is it. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Iowa is now four and four folks. Yeah. Four and four Iowa four Hawkeyes four, on their way to the pinstripe bowl. To play Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, oh, sorry. God. The Syracuse offense versus the Iowa defense in New York City. The SEC for a little bit. Arkansas-Auburn. Best bit of info about this was that this game was going. We've talked the last couple of weeks about why Brian Harson isn't fired. And Kamish keeps saying they don't have an AD. There's no one to fire him. No one knows who he is when he walks into the building. He doesn't report to anyone right now. And they decided that in the middle of this game, they were going to break the news that Auburn does have a new AD. Uh, Mississippi State's AD, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> Mississippi State's on a bye, and Auburn steals their athletic director, and the news breaks in the middle of the Arkansas at Auburn game. Just classic Auburn. Like, hey, Mr. don't look Spiller at the girl, man. Don't, yep. 
don't look at the don't look at the game. We're losing to Arkansas. Don't look at that. We got a new shiny athletic director over here. We we just took him from uh you know a division rival. So yeah, don't don't look at what what's happening. Oh, Arkansas KJ Jefferson stiff arming everybody in the face. Don't look at that. Yeah, don't look at look that. At our, don't look, look at that, don't, please. Don't, don't look at that, please. This this guy like just got thrown in inside the ground by KJ Jefferson stiff arm. No, don't look at that. Look look at we got a shiny new athletic director. <laughs> also in the SEC, we had some critters at Ole Miss Texas A and M. Yeah, there's a possum in the stands, guys. Now it's it. funny because this is clearly not you know critter critters are at these stadiums. We've seen critters before, but the SEC seems to have a lot more critters for some reason. <laughs> they do. The SEC, I would agree. The possum in the stands at Kyle Field. They also this past spring. Baseball, Arkansas game. I think it was the College World Series when they might have been when they were playing Ole Miss. I, I think so. Sure. I, I I think it was the World Series, but God, or maybe it was the SEC tournament. It was, so it was like the regionals or something. I think. It yeah, was. yeah, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyways, um, the picture of the guy holding up the raccoon. Like, I love that so much. With so his phone. Much. With his phone out. With his phone out. Taking and the raccoon, the raccoon looking back, like I'm gonna bite you, and I'm definitely <laughs> rabid. This is not gonna end well. He's Not taking a, well. he's taking a Snapchat video to put on the yeah. story. Look at this raccoon I got at the Arkansas baseball game. But no, this one was like in the stands at Kyle Field. Yeah, it was like it was like against a wall. Yeah, yeah he must have heard like, him like behind his seat or something. I don't even know yeah. how. I mean, Kyle Field is gigantic to have this possum like sleeping in the stands somewhere. It, it was insane. It yeah, I mean, and he and he took it out and he and he's like, here, I got the possum. And uh, love it. Just walked it out. Um, shout out to to Jay Arnold, the uh, Texas A and M Pope. Um, he did not bless too much because they took away his staff. His staff was made of St. Arnold beer oh, cans, no. and and the Aggies did not allow his his staff. And that probably is why A and M lost the game. So, uh-huh. Aggies, this is your fault. You could have been blessed by Pope Jay Arnold. But, you know, again, they took away his you staff. You did this to yourself. You now, did this now, to yourself, Aggies fans. The way Lane was talking after the game, Ole Miss must have won by 50, right? <laughs> no, I mean... not at all. It was a three-point <laughs> game. It was 31. It was 31-28. But, but, but A&M did that classic, like, hey, we're going to hurry up at the end of the game and make the game look a lot closer than what it was. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Ole Miss was up like 31-21 and then A&M got like a touchdown with like less than a minute left or yeah. whatever. And then Ole Miss was able to salt the game away, uh, essentially. Um, you know, Ole Miss like punted it back to A&M with like a minute left and, and A&M was at their own 10-yard line and they didn't even advance behind past their, their own 15. So uh, that was a way to end the game there. Ole Miss, their former uh, defensive coordinator last year, Went to AM. Uh, Texas AM allowed 390 yards rushing Jesus to Ole Miss. Christ. 390 yards rushing uh, in the home loss. It is the most that AM has allowed since Texas's 393 back in 2003. I think I've meditated on this a little more, and I am probably going to eat these words, but I think I want Florida to win next weekend. Because wow, I, I know, I know. Wow, wait, hold on, hold on. Breaking news: Florida State fan <laughs> is rooting for Florida. It's happened before. It has. It has happened well, before. Well, that's a little bit different because you know you're a jilted ex of Jimbo. 
And he said, oh, and so, true, okay, yeah. we'll give you that one. All right, all right. Not not as much breaking news, but okay. But after that, I know, I know. Well, the other time, um, Florida and Miami played like four or five years ago. I think it was four or five years ago. And at the time, Florida was really down and Miami was like a little bit. And so I was like, eh, I'll pull for Florida. Anyways, it occasionally happens. After that, after Florida plays AM, Auburn and AM play, which it would be really funny, really, really funny if Auburn beats AM. They're playing UMass the weekend after that. I think they'll win against UMass, but then LSU is definitely going to beat them. And then uh, they don't make a. Well, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say definitely, I mean, but I feel like no, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. LSU and uh, AM is. is, is... It's likely, weird, I know. It's likely, but like, eh, you know, again, I, I still harbor the 7 OT flashbacks, so. Yeah, uh, that's true. Oh, yeah, I know, I yeah. know. Um, But but Brian Kelly, as much as I do not care for him, has, like, I mean, I don't know that Florida State could beat LSU today versus the LSU we played at the beginning of the season. Like, they've gotten better. Anyways. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would agree with that statement, too. Yeah, I don't know that we would beat them. Anyways, all that to say, A&M at that point would not be bowl eligible, and that would make me happier than it should so that i mean like the the thing with the a&m thing is like jimbo calling the press conference to like yes like talk trash yes. has really incredibly backfired mm-hmm. and yep. there's a lot of schadenfreude over a&m right now it's like hey yeah. you have all these five-star recruits which lane made mention of that yeah, they got all these five-star recruits, but they can't stop a rushing attack. Is that, what, yards. is that what Lane Kiffin sounds like? That's what Lane Kiffin sounds like this. Okay. No, huh. Interesting. <laughs> no, okay. it's a, uh, that's, Mitch. that's, uh, I don't know. I, I like I, that you went with a choice. Uh, that was a weird one. That was maybe was like a normal Mississippi accent. A little sometimes bit, it's about say. making a choice, not making the right one, but sticking It was the definitely the wrong choice. Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Mississippi man. I, I'm I'm out here in Oxford and I'm going to go hunting in the deer stand. Shout out to Bunky Perkins. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to Bunky Perkins. Oh my gosh! I really, really, yeah. I don't know what I, that was. I'm sorry. I don't know. What that, that was great. That was great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Lane so talking good. so much trash after the game. It's, I mean, like this morning he woke up and chose violence on Twitter. Yes. Like yep, he huh? just went. Like yep. retweeting crazy, like ha ha, yep. let me stir it up. I don't know. This weird like lane, you know, reclamation thing is very strange. Do you know what I, lane, I don't know. Do you know what Lane reminds me of? Lane would have been perfect if he had been on the real world in like nineteen ninety. Oh my gosh. Like Lane Kevin would have been great yes. on the real world in like ninety nine. The, like what, the New Orleans season. Do you remember the New Orleans yeah, season? Yeah, that's, that's he exactly would have been, like, yes, yes. Like, he is He is who you would have casted if you were yes. a casting person for the real world back then. Yes. We, would have been or, world, New Orleans, Lane Kiffin. Or Sweet Southern Apple Charm. Uh-huh. Or Southern, I would have put him on Southern Charm in Shep's role. Like, he is mm-hmm. Shep. God, yes. Jordan, yeah. this is a gift you've given me. Oh, gosh. This is great. Thank you. Real world, Lane Kiffin. He's a good, like, lovable villain. It's great. Yes, yes. It's so great. Yeah. I was thinking, like, because he reminds me of, like, Puck from, like, the early New York seasons. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yep. Cool. yep. San Fran, mm-hmm. Puck. To, just to, everyone, yeah. to everyone over the age of 35 that got that, thank you. For everyone like, else, yeah. it's like, I mean, anybody else is like, world? what is, like, what is, what is was, real world? Was a show world when, MTV, when, when MTV stopped showing videos but had TV shows for a while mm-hmm. that weren't, what that is weren't it? What is it now that? The challenge or whatever they call it now. Okay, I there watched it is. zero of Missouri, South Carolina. You said it was going to be weird, and it was weird. Oh my god! It was. I I don't know what happened. 
at all. I was like, I just felt like this was weird. South Carolina's riding high after beating AM. I feel like they're going to be down. It's in the middle of the day, and I feel like Missouri's going to get them. And oh boy, did Missouri get them. It was like 23 10. Good. Jesus. Oh my God. So, my weird feelings for the year, uh, I'm three and one on weird feelings. Uh, so I'll say that. So I had the weird feeling of of Louisville, Boston College, which Boston College beat uh, Louisville, which is is looking weirder and weirder as the series goes on. Right? The Boston College that lost by ten to UConn. That's right. The beat Louisville, Louisville that beat Wake by whatever. Yes, with eight turnovers in the game. That it's looking weirder and weirder as it goes on. Right. Uh, the Cal Colorado. I I predicted Colorado was going to get their yeah. only win of the mm-hmm. year against Cal. Uh, so I got that one. And then this one is the Mizzou, South Carolina here. I have that one. My failed premonition was the Iowa, Ohio State. <laughs> State. Um, that one was aggressive. It was, was aggressive. It was a bold that choice. Was a it was a little, bold choice. That was a little, I went a little bit over my skis there. Speaking I went down, of choosing violence. Went down like the double black diamond roll and I got yeah. distracted by stupid, stupid, sexy Flanders and just totally fell over my the commissioner skis. was like yeah i have these beginner skis but a double black diamond sounds great we're doing Why? this yeah all i know all i know Just is pizza, and pizza and right i got, I got I pizza. Don't poles. pizza i don't need poles what are those i know v and pizza is all i need to know french fries pizza french yeah, fries fine. whatever whatever <laughs> i will say this that iowa did get a defensive touchdown first it gave me slight hope when they were up seven three but oh that hope was dashed quickly <laughs> by the buckeyes <laughs> I still can't. I mean, again, I had another dream about Iowa, but I didn't tweet it. I was like, I had a dream that Iowa came out in the Wildcat against the Wildcats, but Ooh. you know that that didn't happen. I didn't say that one. I kept that to myself. But now it's over. I can say it. We're safe now. Like I said, like South Carolina only had what, like, barely two hundred yards of offense. They turned the ball oh over God. twice, and Missouri just like absolutely just just stifled anything they wanted to do. Like South Carolina didn't score until like late and it was just like it was just such a slog for the fans like they were all up all up for the game and like excited after they beat them and i mean like i think south carolina got like a field goal like it made it 17 10 but like missouri just kept kicking field goals to just clinch it it was just not a pretty game for them and i i really don't know the like i mean i don't know why this happened but missouri is the one that will just drag you down and make you just scrap with them at their level and play their weird sloppy style of football. And, and, and it kind of works out. It worked out for them this week. A sloppy Missouri sounds like the worst regional food I've ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, they do have, like, Oh man, there's like, there's like four places in Columbus. Oh man. Like in Kansas city, you can get, a, you can get a sloppy Missouri four different ways. It's wonderful. It's a sloppy Missouri. Uh, or maybe you can call it a messy Missouri. A messy Missouri. That's right. Mm. The messy Missouri. It was the Columbia Clash in the one right, Missouri yeah. won it. That's right. The, the Governor's Cup? Mayor's Cup? I, saw I think that. Governor's, but Mayor, I don't remember that for it's sure. Mayor's. It's the Mayor's Oh, Cup. it is Mayor's? Okay. It's the Mayor's. That's right. Let's head out to the West Coast real fast. West Side. Arizona, Colorado State was a score fest. This was a lot. This game was so much fun. It was nuts. Like, I mean, like Arizona State was like repressed from playing Stanford last week. Mm-hmm. And they just unleashed offense on Colorado and it was, it was just the, the Sun Devils were just like, oh, I can't wait for spring break, baby. And then they go to Colorado and just just throw out all the points all over Colorado. And then 
I mean, Colorado was fighting back. They, they did. had a yeah, fantastic. Did. They had a fantastic eighty-eight yard punt return at the end to to shrink it to eight, and then they had to try to stop Arizona State, but they just could not tie the game at the end. But I mean, it was a great game. If you're gonna be bad, please be entertaining. That's all we ask. It was forty-two thirty-four. It was a lot of points, a lot of fun to be in Boulder to watch it. How? What time was that game on? It wasn't late, was it? It wasn't the Pac-12 no, this was, after this dark. No, this wasn't a late game. It was like okay. a 7 p.m., I think. Because there wasn't any good Pac-12 after dark last night, as I recall. I fell asleep, like, listening to the full cast after dark. But, like, I don't remember there being anything good after the A&M Ole Miss game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue this one. I'm not going to say what the score is because I'm going to ask you a question about it. It's not on the thing. Uh, Stanford played UCLA at the Rose Bowl. They beat Notre Dame 16-14. to 14. They beat... Arizona State, 15 to 14. How many points do you think Stanford got this week? I, I know. I know. I was watching. It was yeah. 13. No, stop! I was being ridiculous. Oh. Unfortunately, UCLA got to 38. Oh. Well. UCLA, UCLA did not play with their food this week. They decided just to drop the hammer down on a very much not great Stanford team. So I want to I want to shout out Stanford Steve. I, I made a tweet uh, about this game. That, you know, Stanford was down 24-6 at one point. And so I pointed out that Stanford had scored nothing but field goals for the past 10 quarters in a tweet. And Stanford Steve was like, we know, we know. And I was like, I'm sorry for mentioning that. Stanford <laughs> Steve. And he had to send me a DM. I'm, it's all love. I'm like, no, I'm not mad. I'm like, I'm just sorry for mentioning that, Stanford. But yeah, they went back 10 quarters, 10 quarters that they had not scored a touchdown. And they only scored field goals in those 10 quarters. It was but they amazing. got one here. They, they got, got a touchdown here in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. That's right. Four the fourth quarter. Four minutes left. Garbage time. <laughs> garbage time with four minutes left. They got their touchdown. So, again, uh, basically, they went three games without a touchdown and nothing but field goals, essentially. Oregon at Cal. Nothing interesting really to say except that Cal got palindromed. 42 to 24. And... Bo Nix had a really good game, didn't he? And Bo Nix had a really good game. There was there was so-so Bo Nix in the beginning, and Cal was kind of hanging around for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but then Oregon just put their, their, uh, their foot on the neck. My favorite thing was that if you ever saw the movie, I believe, Super Troopers, mm-hmm. where there's a guy in a bear costume, and he looks like he's acting like he's having sex with the bear to yeah. try to distract the, the other troopers <laughs> while they try to pull off the thing at the end. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Super Troopers, whatever. The, it, there's a halftime, the <laughs> halftime entertainment in this game where this this guy's wearing a, like a cow helmet and he's wearing like this inflatable bear around his waist, like suspenders, <laughs> trying to catch punts as halftime entertainment. And so <laughs> it is just so utterly ridiculous. He catches the first punt and then the Whoa. next one he drops it. It was just so ridiculous. Like it's an inflatable like bear <laughs> just, that was does basically, Oregon or Cal not have a band? Like this was the actual they, halftime yep, entertainment. It could have been. It could have been, been. in between the quarters. I'm sorry. It could have been okay, in between okay. the quarters. But like, okay. But yeah, it was that. That was going on. It was That's that amazing. ridiculous, and that was kind of like the only thing I remember from this game. To some other games, I came on this show and I said, "Hey, everyone, notice Rice for a little bit. Rice is pretty good this year." Rice, I am so sorry that I said that. I pulled some numbers earlier this week on the Twitter account where I looked at the most prolific first and second first half versus second half scoring offenses. And someone said, hey, can you look at the defenses? 
I was like, okay, I'll look at the defenses. Which defenses have had the most points scored on them in the first and second halves? I didn't realize how bad Charlotte's defense had been this year. The outlier, essentially. Charlotte's that. defense had been incredibly bad. I think they took it personally. <laughs> my God. Char- Charlotte absolutely took it out on Rice. 56 23. I'm so sorry, Rice. This is all your fault, Jordan. I'm so sorry. Jordan, Jordan cursed the Rice Owls. Yeah. Was this, <laughs> is, this is all your fault. It's like we, cursed, we cursed Marshall against the Raging Cajuns earlier this year, and then apparently we have, we have cursed the Rice Owls. Charlotte just fired their coach, so if you fire your coach, you will likely win the next game. Do um, it, Auburn, before the A&M game. Do it. I mean, well, I mean, Auburn, <laughs> Iron Ball. Iron Ball, uh, baby. Auburn, before the, the Bama game, do it to test this theory of the 2022 interim coach power. I was watching, like, I put this on one of the screens, and I was just like, or I think I put this on on the tablet, but I was just like, what is going on? I just saw it was like 42-17. I'm like, what the hell is going on here in Houston? And then Charlotte after the game was like, well, I guess we didn't have any problems in Houston. I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, God. <laughs> Charlotte had 520 yards in this game. Holy. <laughs> wow. Seriously, I don't know what happened. This is oh. one of the most confusing games i think of the year right now for me personally oh easy, easily for yeah. me i mean yeah I, this, makes, this makes no sense no sense thank you 2022 we love it north texas 40 western kentucky 13 western kentucky hasn't looked great this year i didn't think they looked 33 points worse than or 30 uh, i can't do math 27, 27 points. points worse than north texas this year also a hundred year old quarterback austin on wins the game for the mean green he's only 29 i keep like I keep joking that he's older than this because he played like he played minor league baseball for a while. He's been out in the world, but he's definitely like the old man of the team. That was that, that was funny. Like like people that are old as us were just like, okay, Scott Bakula from Unnecessary Roughness. <laughs> like, 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 like seriously, like for some odd reason, like you just tweeted like twenty nine year old Austin Ani. Um, like throws a touchdown pass against Western Kentucky and they're up fourteen nothing, and and that gets like five thousand likes. We're like, what the hell? Man? And then like I think it was that. people like to the, see that the, see themselves out there. The CBS reporter was it? Uh, oh man, Shanae Jaharaja. <laughs> just like, oh my god, I said his name wrong. Well, I'm sorry, but like, because uh, I'm laughing as I'm saying this, he's just like, yes, this North Texas quarterback also is is older than me, and he still has one year of eligibility left. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, like a 30 year old quarterback in Conference USA. Well, they'll be in the American next year, right? Oh, God, that's even – that may be a good reason to slide into retirement, friend. <laughs> North Texas had 541 yards. Western Kentucky had 466, and they still lost by 27. Oh, my god! If, like, if you like yards and offense and not a whole lot of defense being played, this was your game. That's great. The UTEP Bullbound Express hit a, hit a rock on the tracks. So let's put it that way. And that rock was Mitsu. So, I mean, Middle Tennessee, it, it was just like they – I feel like UTEP should have did it, but, like, they just could not – if they would have been able to tie the game, like, they had, like, they two were, they touchdowns. Were yeah. No, they had two touchdowns called back by, like, penalties that were kind of mm-hmm. questionable, and they would have taken the lead. And then they had to settle for a field goal, and it was 17-13. And, I mean, I feel like UTEP almost did it. They play Rice on Thursday. That's, oh, and, I'm torn. Rice, Don't make me choose. Rice just did this. 
Who made me choose? That's right. Um, so, so yeah, the Bowbound Express again. UTEP is is four and five. Me too. They, they need they need to win three. Uh, I'm sorry, two out of three in their final games. They play Rice on Thursday. CBS Sports. Yeah. Then they play. Then they play FIU at El Paso. So FIU, which again four and four. So this is a battle of like this is like a bowl eligibility oh, this, oh man hate triangle all, here. All this my is crazy. all my all my darlings are gonna have to beat each other up to win this thing. God. So essentially, UTEP has all your to be, favorite children are playing so you can no. figure out your favorite favorite is. I mean, like we can't even we can't even pick here. We we love them equally. Katie, how was Cincy UCF? <laughs> it was really fun. It was honestly really really fun. Um, like the the first half was like fine. At one point, I think it was either maybe the second quarter or maybe it was third quarter the guys behind me which i have another good story about them it was like 12 to 6 and they were like this is like a high scoring baseball game that's a nasty ass score and i was like yeah it kind of is yeah yeah, it is yeah but i was laughing because towards the end of the game when it was 21 18 and cincy was up ucf got the ball back and there were three or four minutes left and ucf was running the ball on Cincy, well, and they were running very well. Mm. But between plays, they weren't always getting a first down, so the clock wasn't always stopping. And between plays, they wouldn't run the sh- the uh, play clock down. And I was like, y'all are going to give the ball back with so much time left. And I said something about it, and the guys behind me, this is my favorite thing in the world, said, well, this is college, and they stopped the clock on first downs. And I said, oh, thank you. I'm a college <laughs> fan. I'm nice aware. you. I said, they're also not running the clock down between plays and you're going to give the ball back with lots of time. They're like, no, 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 we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> and then, and so then, yeah, exactly. So then UCF scores and now it's 25, 21 and there's 48 seconds left. And the guy taps me on the shoulder and he's like, you were right. It's a lot of time. And I was like, y'all better say some prayers. <laughs> and then of course they turn the ball over. But oh, so, uh, yeah, they got, they got lucky there. Seriously. They did. They so, did. So- I was I was so joking. They the, were going to be a uh, runner-up clock commanders of the week. I know that wasn't the worst, but like the two behind me trying to run the game, I was like, no, I could do a better job of this. I, I, I want to say podcast breaking news. Stanford has decided to suspend the tree for walking out onto the field last game with a sign reading, Stanford hates fun. The tree, <laughs> the Stanford tree socials will be inactive for the next few months. See y'all soon. So what Stanford. The hell? Stanford responded to a, them walking out on the field as the tree saying Stanford hates fun. They decided to <laughs> suspend the tree. Is this an inside job? Like what's happening here? I don't know if it's real, but like we got, we got tagged in this. There's a whole story about, about the tree, like what, why they did that. And like the, yeah. the, the band's autonomy and whatever, like there was a whole reason behind this. Yes. But this right here is great. This is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they they scored nothing but field goals. They banned the tree. I mean, Sanford's Sanford Steve has got to be loving this right now, right? He's just like, oh. what's going on at Stanford? I, I don't know. I may DM Stanford Steve like, hey, Whoa. let's talk about the Stanford tree. Stanford, yeah, Steve. let's get the scoop, man. How Inside this, info of the Stanford tree. How did this tree? ACC game get on our list so far down? Georgia Tech at FSU. This game happened. When was this? Yes. This is a fr- is, is, this is this a pity a pity mention because I'm on the podcast. Is this is a that Friday night game? When did this game happen? I remember. Like, first I of all, it was at noon. Game. It was, was at noon yesterday. Yeah, really? You missed okay. the ACC yeah. slander. Okay, so out we can. I don't know if you want to cut this and then throw it back into the ACC slander. If you That's want fine, to, sure. Why not? Throw it in there. Georgia Tech at Florida State. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, just got kind of beat up. 
pretty bad by Florida State. Uh, at halftime, I think Georgia Tech had 28 yards. Total offense. Oh, wait. No, I remember this. Time out. Time out. I remember this game now. I remember this okay. game now. Yes. They had 24, I think 24 yards total at halftime, and they had 87 penalty yards at halftime. So basically, they had quadruple the penalty yards <laughs> compared to the offensive yards. And at, and at one point, I believe they they had like five yards and were up by three. Yeah. Like early on point, in the game. No, no. They had two yards. They had two yards and they were up three nothing. <laughs> Oh, at the beginning yards. of the game, yeah. At the beginning of the game, they had two yards. Basic, yes, it was. It was. Uh, this was kind of far. It was, it was like within like the first. There was only four minutes left in the first quarter. Georgia Tech had two yards of total offense, four yards rushing, negative two yards passing, and they were up three nothing on Florida State. It did not get any better for for Georgia Tech at halftime. Again, they were down twenty four three. Florida State just basically pounded them. And won 41-16. You know, again, the interim coach bump maybe has faded a little bit from George mm-hmm. Tech. Yeah, bit. it's it's not, it, it's not it's not a long-lasting bump. It's just a... Maybe, maybe they got to fire like, the interim. Much like much like a lot of bumps you take. Fire it doesn't last very long. Much, much like many bumps that you take. Sometimes they don't last very long. You got to take a second bump just to keep you going through the day. That's right. So, oh, I'm, I'm going to make a sign for game day. Like I need to make a sign some at some game I go to that says fire the interim mm-hmm. <laughs> doing that. It's so good. I mean, there was one time when like Southern Miss had like what four oh. interim coaches in one year. It was great. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was so awesome. you're, you're very, you're very Roman year of four emperors for you. Classics majors out there. Beautiful. Uh, we have a Mac game that was weird because on game day, they kept cutting into it and being like, Hey, Ypsilanti has lots of fog on it. And to the point where, People in the press box couldn't see the field. People in the At front all. row couldn't see the field. No, it was a Doesn't lot of Doesn't that happen a lot in, in East Lansing, like East, Eastern Michigan? Am I like, okay. I mean, I mean. Ypsilanti, yeah. I mean, it felt, oh, Ypsilanti, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Ypsilanti definitely felt, like this felt correct for Ypsilanti. Like yeah. the gray yeah. fog, the gray field. Very, oh yeah, it was great. Just before the game, they had said that Toledo's quarterback, insert name here, who I can't remember. Daquan uh, Finn. Daquan Finn, thank you. Daquan Finn was out for the game. And so this felt like Eastern Michigan's day and they came up three points short sucks, but a great start to that game. They were, they were, I mean, they could have taken control of their division of the Mac. They, uh, they were just in control. It was like 24, like 17, then it was 24, 20. And then Toledo cashed in at the end with like, uh, I mean, it was kind of like a, a touchdown pass out of nowhere. Yeah. And the Rockets got it in the end zone. And then Eastern Michigan just couldn't do anything in the second half. The fog lifted in the first quarter, which I was kind of disappointed by that. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you could really see the yellow pants of Toledo on the gray field. It was a great backdrop for the game. On some ranking news, they ranked the Beavers. Oregon State yeah. is out of purgatory, out of the, their hell on the AP poll. They are ranked Beavers now. We were missing a lot of teams this week on, on like a lot of our favorite teams this week. Seriously, I I was so depressed this week. I was like, I felt like there was like parts of me missing. I missed Bowling Green. I missed Louisiana Monroe. I missed Tulane. I missed Oregon State. Texas didn't play. I mean, there was just so many teams on, like LSU wasn't playing. I mean, there was just so many teams that that had a bye. And it just felt like the... The, while the week was kind of wild, we were just missing some wild teams, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I just want to shout those out on, on by. Welcome back 
we will see you on Wednesday, Bowling Green, for some match. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some FCS bangers. Fordham and Holy Cross played an absolutely great game that no one saw. <laughs> I had it on. Like, I had it on one of my screens for a while. It was great. Um, it was just nuts, like on the the quad box, the commissioner's quad box. <laughs> you can put an echo if you want. I'm gonna later. do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. It was great. Seriously, I had Fordham and Holy Cross uh, in one, like in the upper left hand corner, and I had like Harvard and Dartmouth in the other corner. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. God, it was damn. just no. I I mean, it was kind of like a weird break between in, in games, and I'm like playing with the first time i'm using the apple tv so i threw them out like fordham just throws up so many points man they have lost two games and they've given up plus 50 points yep. they i mean like they give up over 50 points and they lose like they lost to ohio a mac team and they give up over 50 points and they scored plus 50 points uh they lost the holy cross again here they scored 52 they lost 53 52, 52. it was oh, a was philly sick. the philly special two-point conversion Instead of like passing it, he had the option to pass it, and he just decided to run it in for two in in overtime. Holy Cross is insane, honestly. They've won a a game over an FBS team, Buffalo, who is is actually leading the MAC right now, like their division of the MAC. Uh, they're undefeated. They're probably going to get the Patriot League automatic berth to the FCS yeah. playoffs. I believe Fordham needs a berth. I don't even know how if they get that large, but they got to give them one. Seriously, they need to get in the FCS playoffs. Like Fordham needs to be in. And it's it's insane. Their their quarterback Thomas Demarat is amazing. Just points left and right. We're gonna say also some big sky bangers. Montana on Weaver versus Weaver States on something that's called Cages. Actually, I was told the story that it's called K Jazz out of Salt Lake, Salt Lake City because the uh, Utah Jazz play on that network sometimes. Ah, <laughs> so that's okay. that's why it's called that. <laughs> Cages, Cages, Cages. The pages. Sorry, listening to that episode, I kept spelling it C A G E S in my brain, and I was like, "This is so weird." Everything makes more sense now. Sorry about your Queen UK Cages says sorry. Seriously, the the front page of the Cages is like the top Netflix movies for August, and it's the death of Queen Elizabeth. Still there, still there. A week later, still there. I don't know when it's gonna go away. But the, the KJZZ.com and Weber State won this game 24-21. They got back on track. They're long snapper. No punts over the no no snaps over the punter's head. So I'm gonna attribute that to the crazy cold, slippery ball up there in Bozeman, Montana. So I mean Weber State only one loss uh, against you know Montana State, which is a respectable loss in the FCS. So I mean that's that was a great game. Also, Sacramento State hosts Idaho. Both were undefeated in the Big Sky, and Sacramento State wins it twenty-one to thirty-one to twenty-eight. It's a close game, a lot of fun. This like Idaho took the lead late, like with like maybe three minutes left, and I'm like, oh my god, they made a huge comeback. Like the Vandals, are, they're they're gonna win this one. And then Sacramento State drives the ball down. It's maybe like less than two minutes left, and the quarterback for Sacramento State like does like this jumping from like the four or five yard line. And he does almost like a triple axle, like spin in the air, like completely unnecessary, whatever. And then he stretches the ball out. It's almost like the NBA jam, like diving 360, you know, touchdown. And like his tight end, like caught him in the end zone. 
Like he <laughs> dove into the tight end's arms at, and they fell into the end zone together. It was ridiculous. It, it reminded me of when I had a Nerf hoop on the back of like my door yeah. and I would just do crazy 360, you know, dunks because, you know, I, I really don't can't jump that well and, and just spin and do dunks <laughs> and crazy. dunks. That's what it reminded me of. But like this was incredibly athletic. Quite unnecessary, because I mean, he really—if he could have stayed on his feet, he probably could have walked in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this was highlight real big sky stuff here. Who is doing our living coach on the sideline awards today? I have a new award here. So, Wait, can we name this the Steve Spurrier Award? Because he's sure. the best living coach on the side. side. Right. I was going to call it the, the Yellies or the Screamies. I'll, I'll workshop this. We'll, we'll, work, we'll, we'll workshop the name. But like the living coach on the sidelines award, we're gonna we're gonna have this one here. Like to the the coach that is the most livid on the sidelines. And really, there's two nominees this week: Marcus Freeman of Notre Dame. Um, basically, what happened is they were inside maybe the ten yard line and they're trying to score. Now the refs stop the play before the ball. They they won't allow Notre Dame to snap the ball because they're allowing Syracuse to substitute. But he's jumping up and down. I'm talking about jumping up and down, literally, like like bouncing on the sidelines, up and down, up and down, up and down. Like, hey, we didn't substitute. We did not substitute. You should not allow Syracuse to substitute. Just bouncing up and down like he's on a pogo stick. It's incredible. Like, just so (laughs) furious at the refs. Like, just doing this up and down, up and down. Then there was another one, Lincoln Riley. Uh, They were in the fish tank against Arizona. For some odd reason, there's like six seconds left in the game. This was now, the stupidest, like, ref shit I saw all weekend. Yeah, I mean, and this is warranted, like, Lincoln Riley to get this mad here in this situation. So the refs allowed the clock to start when the ball wasn't spotted. So USC was not allowed to spike the ball before the half ended in the first half. And then, really, after this, like, Lincoln, you know, he normally wears a visor. Like, the visor just flinging all over the place, just screaming at the refs for at least five minutes. Like, he didn't even walk into the locker room for at least five minutes of halftime, just yelling at the Pac-12 refs. I'm surprised he didn't get ejected for this, honestly. Seriously. It was was, was that much of, like... It was was amazing. I mean, this one, like, Lincoln Riley being this man and being this livid on the sidelines, really, I think that was warranted in this situation. Like I can see Marcus Freeman like bouncing up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't necessarily know who wins this, but this is just something I want to give this to to like both of them. Okay. Because you can do that. like we split title. Like oh, yeah. we could we're gonna split the title here because this is just something new that I've just noticed. I just wanted to talk about these two things because coaches getting extremely irate on the sidelines at referees is incredible. This may have to be a this may have to be a, a Will Muschamp award now that I'm thinking about it actually. Okay. Yeah, Will that's a good award. call. Yeah. Who are our clock commanders this week? We really didn't get too many nominees this week. Honestly, there was kind of a uh, limited. So there was uh an Amy Just, a Nebraska reporter uh who follows us, nominated Bert uh I'm sorry, Brett Bielema for Illinois Bert. in this situation. Bert's good. Bert, we can call him Bert. So it's third and seven at the Nebraska twenty two. The quarterback for Illinois uh, was sacked in this situation. So it backed him up to like fourth and 19 at Nebraska's 34. So it would have been a 51-yard field goal attempt. So the ball is snapped, and the kicker nails the 51-yard field goal. Beautiful kick right down the middle. Mm -hmm. But oh, oh no. Oh, no. Bird has called a timeout. Mm -hmm. So the field goal 
has been taken off the board. <laughs> so basically, Bert has iced his own kicker in this situation. <laughs> now, so basically, after the timeout, they line up to kick the field goal again. However, Illinois fall starts. <laughs> so it backs him up five more yards. Oh. So now instead of a 51-yard field goal, it would have been a 56-yard field goal. Bert begrudgingly sends out the punt team, and they punt down at the Nebraska 7, a 32-yard punt. That's amazing. So basically, I, I'm going to say, Bert, you got clock commander of the week because, I mean, really, you were our only nominee, really, essentially, in the situation. Uh-huh. But icing your own kicker uh, when you probably had, like, four or five seconds left on the play clock. That fucking kid looked at me, looked at, me at practice this week. Fuck it. I told him. Fuck I told him. He I'm looked gonna, at me. Right. No, no, they weren't ready to snap it, even though it. they snapped I'm gonna, it. I'm going to ice your ass. I told him it's going to go. I'm going to ice your ass. Ice your ass. Ultimately, it didn't matter because Nebraska's quarterback, Casey Thompson, got hurt and they were able to take care of Nebraska. But if there were some more consequences here, you know, the second second quarter mishap would have been uh, maybe uh, a little bit more you know, prevalent. Our four and four teams that are coming up on bowl eligibility. These are our watch teams. We got teams like SMU, Memphis, Miami, the one in Florida. <laughs> Texas Tech, Rutgers, Iowa, Wisconsin, FAU, Rice, UAB, Mitsu, Bowling Green, Ball State, Fresno State, UNLV, San Diego State, Wazoo, Mizzou, Florida Domestic, Marshall, and the Raging Cajuns. At four and five, we also have UConn, BYU, and Utah. The only other funny thing I have to say is we got a video from the Sydney Hampton, or sorry, yeah, Hampton, Sydney, Guilford, Guilford? We'll see which one it is. Homecoming game in D3. And someone told us, hey, they're only playing this game one direction because they had knocked over one of the goalposts. We're like, that's weird. (laughs) We'll we'll tweet this out. No big deal. Same dude who's an excellent journalist, by the way. Only person I'm ever going to trust. Insert his name here. I'll put his name here. But he sent us a video, which looks like off a security camera, like like a, someone's security camera screen of the most dad dude I've ever seen slowly, but like going forward over a goalpost, collapsing it, and then just backing up and trying to drive away. It is beautiful. It was in, I mean, we posted the video today, or Sunday, in this situation. It was absolutely r- ridiculous what happened. And I mean, he's driving like a John Deere tractor and we got a bunch of replies that said, oh dear. Like spelled like okay. yeah, uh huh. That was great. Oh, that's that was good. beautiful. I, let me see if I can find the reporter. Sorry, it was the uh, I don't know. It, it says he's Project Pat, but you know that's that's three six mafia. But um, yeah, he's the number one Duke's Mailbowl fan. So shout out Duke's Mailbowl. But yeah, yeah, he sent us the video, and it was I think it was Cal Mitchell, maybe the reporter. Uh, like this guy driving a tractor. I don't know if he was like backing up around the curve and just like not looking at the goalposts because he had the other side of the tractor. I don't know what happened, but like he hit this goalpost with like force. It's great. And this, this thing collapsed like Legos, man. Yeah. It was just like, like the Lego game. If you ever playing that, it like, it just made the Lego sound. We're going to need some sound effects, Jordan. Yeah, I'll do the Lego, uh, the Lego on, sound. Get some sound effects and everything like that. But like, him accidentally like just trying to get the tractor off the field before the game, just backing into the goalpost and knocking this down. And then it broke apart in comical fashion. Hamden Sydney did win their homecoming game. Oh yeah, they did. With one set of goalposts. They beat Gulliford 28-21. So one way football 
they still get the homecoming victory. Um, I want to <laughs> shout out again, Akron backup quarterback, Jeff Undercuffler Jr. The Undercuffler. We, I, think, I think I think we shouted him out like before he had to play Tennessee or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they got obliterated by Tennessee. And then we're going to hear Rocky Top so many times, ridiculously. He got ejected for unsportsmanlike conduct after reacting to an officiating call from the sidelines. How and then they showed the they showed the video. He's wearing a headset. He's on the <laughs> sidelines. He's delivering plays. And he got ejected from the game. Like, the commentators in the video were so confused because Akron has two players with the number 13. And they were like, he wasn't even on the field. How did, Why are they walking him out? And then they showed the replay. If you can read lips, Jeff Undercuffler Jr. dropped some F-bombs <laughs> on this referee. <laughs> <laughs> he got nope. his ass tossed. It was so that'll ridiculous. Do it. Shout out Jeff Undercover Jr. This is our fault for mentioning your name on the podcast. We had a feeling you would probably get mentioned again on the Cinco's Committee podcast. We didn't know this would happen, but shout Amazing. out Jeff. We love you. Amazing. Speaking of reading lips, there was a clip um, of Lane going back to the Ole Miss A and M mm. game. There was a clip of Lane after the game yelling at someone. I don't. I don't know all of it, but he was using very foul language. It was great. It was great. Oh, he was he, he was yelling at somebody. He's like, "Why don't you? Why don't you fake another fucking injury?" I think yeah. it, it was. Just I think it was an A and M player. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Why don't you? Why don't you just fake another fucking injury when we get a first down?" Icy Lane. It was, it Spicy was so- Lane. Lane was Lane was feisty. All right, he called him a little bitch or something. Yeah, it was. It was, it was great. I mean, it was it was yeah. all lip reading. We don't have video, but you know, again, we we love trying to le- read lips, mm-hmm. and we're not like those bad lip reading folks on YouTube or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think we have covered Week Nine in as much glory as we can. We will see everyone back for our Week Ten preview later on this week. Have a good one.